Hey, what's up everybody? Today we're going to review three new serials. We're going to talk about the Chicago Bulls documentary, The Last Dance, and we're going to give you guys a special offer from one of our favorite pizza places. All this and more on the Heavy Set Podcast. everybody welcome to episode number five of the heavy set podcast i'm chris hey what's up everybody this is ryan and ryan uh, what the heck have you been up to here lately well chris i've been up to the usual absolutely nothing <laughs> <laughs> i mean pretty much just hanging out at the house you know watching netflix the usual stuff speaking of netflix uh, before we jump into the meat of the show i know you have a story to tell everybody before we jump into that i feel like we need to go back and talk a little bit more about tiger king because if you remember in the last episode we talked about how they were probably possibly going to release a new episode well chris they did release a new episode and you tell me what did you think about it you know i was psyched up about it because i was hoping it was going to be like an actual episode instead of everybody meeting in those uh, zoom quarantine computer meetings yeah and uh dude to be honest with you when i watched it like i fell asleep halfway through it yeah i'd say that's a decent assessment of what it was okay here's the thing everybody if you're a fan of tiger king you're probably expecting more of the same when you heard there's a new episode coming when we were hearing that that's what we were thinking it's like there's gonna be a new actual real episode and what they basically did was put together an interview show that was hosted by joel McHale. You might know him from Community. He's been in some other junk, but... And I love Joe McHale, by the way. I, mean, I like him, too. And I liked him. He was the best part of the interview show on Tiger King. But I was just expecting more than follow-up interviews. And to be honest, I didn't really feel like anybody they interviewed had much to say. I mean, what did, I mean, from what you actually watched of it, what did you think? Yeah, it was mainly just a... seemed like a quick ratings grab. Something interesting that... I know you and I both kind of felt stupid that we did not know was that we came to find out that Joe Exotic doesn't actually sing his own songs. Yeah, I think the biggest rave re- review we gave of Joe Exotic on Tiger King was the dude actually had a decent singing voice. And it makes me feel so stupid because <laughs> I feel like we should have been able to look and say, that ain't that guy singing. Yeah, which, and, and I had the same thought. In the back of my mind, I thought, like, man, he sounds, like, so squirrely in his, like, regular voice. Like, <laughs> how in the heck is he pumping out those jams? Yeah, I don't know. Here's the thing. You just don't expect someone to be a recording artist if they don't actually sing on the albums. He basically pulled a Milli Vanilli, like you know those folks did back in the early 90s, where they went on there, and it wasn't actually their voices. You just saw two good-looking guys dancing. It was the uh, appearance package is what you were getting. But it ain't like Joe Exotic is like a decent-looking guy. <laughs> I mean, he's a rough-looking redneck from Oklahoma, and it's just a really odd deal. But, I mean... I, I guess he wrote the songs. Uh, I'm assuming with those lyrics, he had to have wrote well, yeah, them. Sure. 
<laughs> if he didn't write those songs, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be upset if he actually hired somebody to write the song, I Saw a Tiger, and a tiger saw a man. Yeah, so basically his input in this was he was just the face of it. And it was real disappointing. Another thing that I thought was weird about the new episode of Tiger King is they didn't talk to Joe Exotic, which, of course, he's in prison now. I'm assuming they didn't have access to him. But he's the main one that I wanted to hear from. I assumed when I was watching that they were saving him for last. And I was waiting to listen to the guy, but they didn't talk to him. It was pretty disappointing. It didn't show his ex-husband. Uh, is it? <laughs> is it John? What's his name? I think it's John. Yeah. Well, he well, now he's got a full set of teeth now. Yeah, there's a of lot chunkers. of memes going on out about old John and his his teeth, but he's got a full set of choppers now. Looks like he's ready to take down a tree like a beaver. <laughs> <laughs> so if I that you know if I took anything, I mean, it, I think that little that last episode they released made him look better. Yeah, I he mean, didn't he have his shirt like he, off. He had a full <laughs> set of teeth. Now, I mean, he he looked pretty good. Yeah, and the fact that he he decided to do this interview ain't like they surprised him at his house. He decided to do it with his shirt off. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just one of those deals. It cracks me up. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, hopefully soon, as I, I want to hear from Joe Exotic, and I hope this stays popular long enough to where they do some sort of a. Uh, interview with him but we know i guess we'll see yeah i feel like the popularity is already waning for tiger king i'm not seeing or hearing there's much about it of course that's how stuff goes 15 minutes of fame you know it's hot on netflix right now there'll be something else that comes out in a week or two that'll probably replace it <coughs> but the actual original documentary was entertaining and crazy i gotta at least say that if you you're on the fence about going back and watching the supposed new episode understand going in that it's basically just interviews there's nothing really new added to it and if you got a lot going on if you're actually busy it's it's okay to skip this one guys okay ryan now i guess we need to move on to a possible ghost story maybe okay yeah speaking of john not looking quite so creepy you have a creepy story to tell me and this i'm hearing this for the first time okay um so this has been going on for i'm gonna probably say about three months give or take and it's starting to hit you know hit home for me because i'm starting to get a little more creeped out i'm seeing a, a little more creepier things wait now this is going on in your home well yeah home on and all around but let me just tell you how it all started <clears throat> okay i'm sleeping in bed it's probably about like one o'clock in the morning and I wake up, don't ask me why I do this, but for some reason, if it's, like, if it's in the middle of the night, I wake up, go get me some juicy poo from the fridge, take me a little swig, I walk outside, and I go pee off the side of the porch. Wait, 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 okay, I gotta stop right now. Right now, I'm thinking you're the creepiest aspect of the story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you are surrounded by neighbors. <laughs> are you not? I am, but I mean, well, they're, they're older neighbors. I mean, they're in bed at one o'clock in the morning. There ain't nobody out there. Well, so I thought. <laughs> okay, please and, continue. See, and to make matters worse, I mean, basically, if I'm home, I'm in nothing but my boxers. So I am a literal sight for sore eyes. I'm walking out there with my shirt off. The moonlight is hitting me. It's just glistening. <laughs> it's beaming off my man boobs. I'm out there strutting my stuff. 
Uh, okay. I'm just walking yeah. to the side of the porch. I'll give you this. If nothing else, you're painting the picture. Yeah, I mean, it's almost romantic <laughs> if, if you're into that sort of thing. Okay, so I start peeing, and it's cool. You know, it's, it's just a nice night. <laughs> I feel like I also need to stop you and point out, you walk past the bathroom <laughs> in order to get outside. See, I mean, that is the thing. I don't know this. And there's nothing like waking up. You'll get you a swig of some juicy poo from the fridge, walking outside, getting that fresh air, taking a whiz, coming back in and going back for a second round of sleep. Okay. It's just something I've done for years. Everywhere I lived that. Yeah, you know, I I can I can kind of go with you on that. I don't know about maybe not in a well populated area, but I'm I'm feeling you. That's something like all my former neighbors were pretty cool with it. They never said nothing. Good <laughs> morning, Chris. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Looking pretty small there, are we? Yeah, all right, I'll see you later, Dale. Yeah, yeah, hilarious, Dale. <laughs> anyway, another thing to mention too is it's stupid for me to be even walking around with my shirt off because, of course, I, I really don't want anybody to see me with my shirt off anyway. But I'm so pasty white, I'm literally glowing. Yeah, I'm like the, I'm shining like like the Northern Star. You know, if the Titanic had me on the on the front of their ship, they're not hitting no icebergs. They're looking out, thinking there's a snowman out in the yard. Basically, I got you. Anyway, let's get back to the creepiness of it. Besides, <laughs> besides you, besides me. So, okay, I get done peeing. Everything's normal. I look up in the corner of my eye. I see a woman standing in between two houses. Okay. She's looking at me, and it dawns on me like, oh my gosh, she's she's been watching me this whole time. I'm out here in my skivvies, strutting my stuff, peeing off the side of the house, and she's seen the whole thing. So my thinking is like, she's going to call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to catch a charge. I'm going to get in trouble. Did she happen to have her phone out? I also had my glasses off, so I couldn't tell she had a phone. I don't think so. Otherwise, you might want to start scouring the internet for videos of white, glowing, <laughs> obese man takes urination. But I noticed something like, and I'm kind of in that shocked mode where I'm just like, is there really a woman out here at one o'clock in the morning? And it's not none of my neighbors. She's just out prancing around. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, Chris lives in a small town, population 1200 at best. So for someone to just be out and about in the middle of the night like that is kind of odd. And there's also people that walk around town like that late at night, but it's not anybody I know. And not in your neighborhood, like yeah. in the main town. But, I, okay, so I see her, and she sees me, and I'm stunned, and I see a hand go up. And she's raising her hand up, not in any waving motion, but just puts her hand up. And I'm like, what the heck is this? Like, as if she was wanting someone to call on her, like she was in the classroom. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just stationary, so I'm like... So then once I get myself back together, I'm like, oh, no. So I like, did it, did it, did it, back in the house and just shut and lock the door. And I'm thinking, like, I'm going to wait this out a few days, see if the cops come to my house, ask me if I'm peeing off the, <laughs> the side of my porch. What are they looking for? Chris, pot pie, Hawthorne? I got a fake mustache at the door. Never seen him. Don't know yeah. who. No. I don't know what you're talking about. must be about. another fat guy you're talking about. <laughs> Maybe my brother. <laughs> he looks similar. But anyway, <clears throat> so time goes on. Maybe a month goes by. It's in the back of my mind, but I really don't think much about it. And one day, well, I actually came from your house. I was in, at your house in Dequeen, hanging out with you. I come home. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning. It is pouring down rain. I'm driving back to my house in my neighborhood again. I see a woman. Looked like it was probably the same woman walking around the neighborhood 2 o'clock in the morning 
pouring down rain. And I'm assuming she wasn't walking a dog, maybe? No, just her. Uh, I feel like this is a good time to stop and ask you, what is this woman wearing? This time she had on a hoodie and, and, and pants. Okay. I did notice that. She had the hood up. So I'm kind of creeped out, and I'm thinking, like, who in their right mind is walking around here at 2 o'clock in the morning, freezing cold, with it raining, pouring rain? Yeah, that's kind of odd. So I pull back up to the house. Finally, like, it hits me, like, Chris, like, you, you need to be, you know, you were raised better than this. Be the bigger man. Go ask her if she's okay. Like, what's wrong with you? So I ran in the house and locked the door. <laughs> <laughs> you did not go approach this lady. Heck no, I wasn't going to deal with that. <laughs> the thing is, even she came to me with a problem. What am I going to do? I don't have any skills to help her. <laughs> let, me, let me pull out my skill set. Do you uh, like crummy podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, then I could see her walking around. Like, and I was staring at her through the window. And I thought, man, something, it's just something ain't right. So time, some more time goes by. I'm sitting in the living room, had the living room light on, and I noticed handprints and like a face print on my front door. Because I got windows all my front door. And like somebody has been peeking in. Now, and I can vouch for this because the first time I came over after this happened, Chris pointed it out to me. And yes, it does clearly look like there's two handprints. And oddly enough, where a place where a face was pressed up against the glass. Yeah, so I'm assuming whoever it was, I'm assuming maybe it's her, I don't know. You know, someone peeking in, just like really wanting to see inside, because that's, that's the only way you can see it inside, inside when I have all the lights turned out. Is there any big round boys in there? <laughs> <laughs> or you like to pee off the side of the house? <laughs> I, I also heard you left me out in the pouring rain. <laughs> um... So and beyond, and I remember I, t- I remember I showed you this and told you how bad it bothered me. Yeah, because like I'm starting to get a little creeped out. Well, last week I'm hanging out at a at a friend's house. It's probably about midnight. I'm driving back home. <laughs> I ain't making this up. The same woman I see her dressed in all black. Okay, now wait. And when you say all black, was it like a long like dress? Or? No, it was looked like black pants and a black shirt. Okay. However, it was freezing cold on this night. She was it was midnight. She was sitting Indian style on the side of the road. Uh, okay. Like how far from your house? Like in this little neighborhood? Yeah, in this little neighborhood. And I was like, okay, something's going on. She also locked eyes with me. Oh no. And I was like, and she knew. She was like, I've seen you peeing. You've left me on the side of the road in the pouring rain. I've been peeking in your house. Now, whenever you went over to ask her if she was okay, what did she say to you? Well, you know, Ryan, maybe a hero of a person would have went and asked her if she was okay. (laughs) I'm not 100% sure this person's real. Yeah, you were scared. Yeah, I mean, because it's just me around here. I mean, I, you know, because... I'm not saying that this is supernatural, but I'm not saying it's not either. Okay. That is, I mean, it is creepy. What you're describing is creepy. I'll give you that. So, basically, people, I know I've been rambling. The story's not over. This happened last week. I'm sure there's much more to go on. I will give you continuous updates as they happen. I wish I could. I hope this is the last time I've seen her. (laughs) (laughs) People are going to hear this podcast, and you're going to have folks out looking. It may be, yeah. 
see the thing is there's there's people we there's people that I know that we know who bebop around town. Yeah. And it's none it's nobody that I know. It's not the usual people. Well, Chris, I hope for a quick resolution to your problems. But <laughs> I'm also looking forward to Chris has a creepy story part two. Yeah, needless to say, I'm not going outside at one o'clock in the morning and taking a whiz off the side of the porch. And it would be great if you went out and peed off the porch and then you turned around to go back in the the door and she was standing right behind you. Oh my god. Dude, don't say not that. Not saying man. a word. Dude, that's gonna happen probably. It oh could happen. Goodness. It will happen. I go lay down in my bed and I like I put my arm around somebody like, hey Chris, but ah, how'd you get in here? You got any Doritos? <laughs> I know you do, heavy set. Hope you don't mind that I slithered under your door when you weren't looking. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. Uh, hopefully, there will be a resolution. We're looking forward to new and further updates. Okay, now let's talk about something a little scarier, which is no sports right now. Oh, yeah. It's been hurting me. I mean, I understand why, of course, we can't have live sports right now, but I've definitely been missing it. But if, since you're missing sports... Right now, there is a fantastic documentary that is in pro- progress on ESPN called "The Last Dance." Yeah, uh, we didn't. We're not going to spend a ton of time on this because it's actually still in progress. It just started. It's going to be a ten-part documentary, and they're showing two parts of it every Sunday night. Now, this actually started last Sunday night and started April nineteenth. But I know those first two episodes are going to be easy to find. I'm sure they're going to be re-airing a lot. And if you want, if you can catch those, and then episodes three and four will be on this next Sunday. And Chris, let me ask you, what did you think of parts one and two of The Last Dance? Well, I loved it. But for those of you that don't know, this is a documentary chronicling the last season where Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls won their title. And it, it basically it goes over that whole season, but it also goes to the history of Michael Jordan, and it's just it's really interesting interesting because it shows all the all the behind the scenes stuff that you know that you just wouldn't get to see. And something that I found interesting about this was it doesn't bleep out the cuss words. There was like all kinds of cussing in it, and they played it on TV and didn't bleep nothing out. You know, that, see, I'm glad you brought that up because that's what's interesting. If you watch this documentary on ESPN. They leave in all the, the cursing, all the cuss words. But if you want to watch this with you know younger kids or you just don't want to hear cuss words, you can actually watch the same show at the same time on ESPN2, and they're showing an edited version because I actually watched it on ESPN2, and they took out all the curse words. Like I didn't even know there was cussing in it until you told me, and then I went and looked at it. And it, if I, I just kind of it caught me off guard because you're watching this on uh, ESPN. You're not expecting them to be dropping yeah, the F-bomb. Yeah, then all of a sudden Michael Jordan says the F-word and it plays it. You're like, what? See, I got the Space Jam version of Michael Jordan because <laughs> <laughs> I watched the edited version on ESPN2. Well, I think it's cool and interesting that they're doing that. And, uh, yeah, it was definitely very Michael Jordan heavy, which, I mean, you would expect. Yeah, I mean, he's the greatest basketball player of all time. And I mean, I'm sure as it goes on, they're going to focus on other people. The, the second episode actually showed a lot of Scottie Pippen and kind of how he was unsatisfied with how, uh, you know, the, his contracts and whatnot. You know, he was getting paid a lot less than Michael Jordan. And he was, you know, the second best player on that team. 
Dude, he was getting paid a lot less than the, a bunch of people in, in the NBA. Yeah, he signed into a seven-year, $18 million contract. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sure at the time it sounded good, but I'm sure he wasn't expecting them to win six championships either. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can't blame the guy for taking the deal on the table. But, uh, hey, everybody, just if you are if you like Michael Jordan and you love the Chicago Bulls, this is a perfect documentary to start watching. It comes on Sunday nights. Be sure to set your DVRs. Yeah, the documentary comes on Sunday nights. You can watch on ESPN2, and it takes the cussing out. It's something that'd be good to get the whole family together. And, Chris, my next question to you is, what food always goes good when you get the whole family together to watch something on TV? It's got to be pizza, of course. Pizza? Of course, you knew the answer ahead of time. But, yes, you're still correct. It's pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Chris want to take a little time and give a shout-out to one of our favorite. It actually is our favorite pizza place. Now, this might not be interesting if you're not listening to this locally because this is a local place. But we just have to stop and talk about Milano's Pizza in Idabel, Oklahoma. Chris, what are your thoughts on this pizza? Man... Like you just said, and, and and it's the truth, this is our favorite pizza. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a place over, it's called Milano's. It's over in Idabel, Oklahoma. I'm going to tell you, this place makes a pizza like you cannot get around here. About two years ago, uh, me and Chris were just getting tired of the regular chain pizza. Pizza Hut, you know, all that razzmatazz. And we started looking for a place that just offered, you know, a really and truly a better quality pizza fresh ingredients yada 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 we looked around we tried a couple different places we finally settled on milano's and after eating there it's hard to go back to the chain pizza it really is they make dough fresh every day it's it's like fresh toppings and chris they load you down don't they as far as toppings are concerned oh man yeah they they take care of you i mean like he just said, I mean, everything is top-notch from top to bottom. And, like, the, the biggest thing for me is quality toppings. Yeah. Dude, we go to so many. We, me and you have went to a bunch of good pizza places. Oh, yeah, me and Chris have eaten a lot of pizza, that's for sure. And nothing compares to this because the main thing for me is I go to some good some pizza joints and the quality of the toppings are just are, are not there. This place has it. Yeah, I think the first thing about this place that – I noticed was when you order like a supreme pizza somewhere when you lift up a slice of pizza a lot of times I guess because of all the veggies I'm not even really sure but the crust will get soggy and you pick it up and half your slice just kind of folds down just kind of goes limp it's got that it's got that New York flop going on yeah you got the old floppy dop and half your uh, toppings will fall off a lot of times well this if you get their thick crust which they offer a thick and a thin uh, crust I usually always go with the thick. My favorite pizza to order there is the Ultimate Deluxe, which is seriously loaded down. And you lift up that big, crispy slice of pizza. Every topping stays on. That mug is loaded. It holds up, and it is delicious. I mean, it's simply, it's just the best around. I mean, my favorite, I kind of go, I kind of bounce between favorites right now. It's the Philly Steak and Cheese Pizza. And I also want to add to it, they also make sandwiches there. And salads, really good salads. Yeah, uh, and they also have a chicken bacon ranch pizza. Pretty much anything you would expect, they got there. Me and Chris really love this pizza. It's our favorite pizza. And because of that, it really got me thinking, or got us thinking, 
we would love to do a, a promotion with Milano's Pizza. So basically what it come down to is I contacted the owner, a super nice guy. His name is Faith. And I told him about the show. And we actually had talked to him before. I knew he was a really nice guy in advance because we've gone in there several times. And, and a lot of times he'll be in there actually waiting on customers and whatnot. So we've chit-chatted with him before. But I asked him, I was like, Faith, would you be willing to do a promotion with the Heavy Set Podcast? And graciously, he agreed to do a promotion with us. He actually didn't even need convincing. He was on board. It was really awesome. So I'm saying all that to say this. From April 25th through May 25th of this year, when you go in to pick up your order from Milano's Pizza, if you ask for the Heavy Set Podcast discount, you'll get an automatic 10% off your order. Hey, man, and, and that's a heck of a deal to me. Can we go right now? Oh, yeah, we're, we're going after we get done taping this. <laughs> Wait, can we use our our, our own code? <laughs> yeah, we can. <laughs> I asked. He was good with it. Yeah, and, I just and, wanna... pe- and, folks, I want to say this is not a joke. This is serious. This is not something we're making up for the show. I know we make up lots of things and hypotheticals and whatnot. This is totally serious, and we'll put more about it on our Facebook page. For those of you that don't know, we have a group on Facebook, the Heavy Set Podcast Facebook group. But yes, just ask for the Heavy Set Podcast discount when you go to pick up your order at Milano's, and you get an automatic 10% off. Milano's in Idabel, Oklahoma, the best pizza around. Trust me, you're going to love it. The Heavy Set Podcast discount, Milano's Pizza. Offer begins April 25th, 2020, and ends May 25th. You guys check it out. Let them know how much you enjoy it. Chris, let me ask you a question. Me and you love pizza, correct? Yes. We enjoy pizza so much, we were already thinking about pizza because of the Milano's discount. We thought to ourselves, why not just do a whole segment about pizza? Our favorite Pizza Hood memories, different things. It just has to be pizza related. Are you on the same page with me, Chris? Oh, yeah, I'm on the same page with you. I mean, any time with pizza is a good memory. Exactly, especially when you were two heavy set brothers. <laughs> the first thing that I want to bring up is a memory. Now, I think this is a little before your time. I know if old Justy Bug was here, he'd have strong memories of this, but it's the Bigfoot Pizza from Pizza Hut. It was came out in 1993, and this promotion ran through the mid-90s, 95, 96. And basically, it was a large rectangle pizza that was two square foot of pizza, 21 slices. And of course, this was pushed more towards large families. I probably could have ate one of these by myself, but it was pushed towards large families. Chris, do you have any memories of this? Man, this was, you know, I've got like a vague, vague memory when I was like super young kid. But yeah. uh, not many, because I think they've done away with this sometime in the what mid to late 90s. Yeah, yeah, it, didn't last, it only lasted a couple of years, but it was real popular while they were doing it. And then what's really weird is, I don't know which one came first. I don't know if it was Little Caesars or Pizza Hut. But Little Caesars had a similar pizza called the Big Big Cheese. And what's odd is, me and old Justy Bug actually have stronger memories of that pizza. Now, this pizza was basically the exact same thing. A large rectangle pizza, basically the size of two pizzas that could feed a whole family. And back in the day, uh, mom and dad would take me and Justy Bug to the movies, and we'd always go by the Big K. Now, for you who don't remember, Big K is basically just like a large uh, Kmart. And the one that we went to had a Little Caesars restaurant 
in the Kmart. And we would always go in there and order the big, big cheese. And so, of course, pizza, going to the movie theaters, you know, it's just a great memory all around. And I remember it being actually great pizza, both of them, that and the Pizza Hut one. See, when I think about pizza, the first thing I think of is frozen pizza from eating that as a kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I remember, the, of course, the big thing, it was like it was super cheap. It was those uh, Totino's pizzas. Still, oh, they're still my, to this day, that's my favorite frozen pizza, Totino's party pizza. Well, I remember as a kid, I would, would love the pepperoni kind, but if you remember the sausage kind on the picture of it, you may not remember me doing this, but I would look at that, the picture on the box, it would be a sausage pizza, but it had those little green spices on it, I guess. Yeah, like I think it's like herbs and spices or something, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Well, to me, it always looked like boogers, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I would be like, oh, I don't want to eat it. Like, mom or dad would bake me one. Like, I can't eat that. Like, why not? I'm like, it's got boogers all over it. Chris, you'll eat anything. What is wrong with this pizza? <laughs> yeah, I'm taking a healthy stand. No, yeah. you're not. Where's my carrots and broccoli? <laughs> you know, what's funny is you bring up frozen pizza from childhood. I remember when uh, Justy Bug was really young. You know, I would have to put his frozen pizza in the microwave for him. And you know, I was a kid, too. You know, we're, we're three years apart. And in order to check whether or not his frozen pizza was done, I would pull it out of the microwave and stick my finger in the center of the pizza <laughs> and see if it was still cold. Do you still do that to my stuff. You're like, well, let, me, let me check the temp on that real quick. <laughs> you'll eat it. You'll eat it. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, by the time I gave Justy Bug his little frozen pizza... Yeah, like four or five big finger smashes in the in the center of it. Where like I was checking for whatever reason, I felt like I had to check it in a slightly different place every time. So it'd be another indention where my disgusting kid finger had showed into the pizza. Do do me a favor, and the next time we're around Justy Bug, he's got a, really can be uh, whatever he's eating at the time. They're like, hey, let me check that temp real quick. Just stick your finger right in the middle of it. <laughs> the old classic, are you going to eat that bit? <laughs> you went, are you going to eat that? And shove your finger into it, which is disgusting. Chris, the next thing I want to talk about is the Ninja Turtles coming out of their shells tour cassette tape from 1990. This was an exclusive giveaway at Pizza Hut. Actually, I'm wrong. It wasn't a giveaway. It costed four bucks. You had to go in there and pay them four bucks. And if you did that... You got 10 awesome songs by the Ninja Turtles. I'm going to tell you something. I've heard these songs, and (laughs) I don't know if I would say that they were awesome, but they were something. (laughs) Chris, back in 1990, when I got this tape, I jammed that thing. I remember asking Mom and Dad if I could play it in the car on the like when we (laughs) went places, and them just giving me that look of disgust, like, I'm not listening to songs about pizza. (laughs) I'm sorry, Ryan. Dude, it's so funny. We're going to post one of these songs to the, to the Heavy Set Facebook group so you can hear just how insane this is. Oh, yeah. If you don't remember this, yeah, if you are a fan of the Ninja Turtles, you got to check it out. There's actually a whole stage show that went with these songs. So if you look on YouTube, you can find the actual songs themselves, like they appeared on the cassette tape. Or you can also look up the stage show, which was just Ninja, Ninja Turtles coming out of our shells. But they're both worth checking out, and they're both hilarious. Yeah, it, that's funny. I mean, it's, I mean, really, yeah, like you said, you talk about Pizza Hut. Like you had mentioned, it was the only thing around here. And that was like my, my last real birthday party as a kid was at Pizza Hut. 
Yeah, you guys are probably noticing by now that our pizza memories are very Pizza Hut heavy. But that's because that's where we went as kids. That was a big deal for us to go to Pizza Hut. And and then really, I don't even think kids have a, a birthday party in Pizza Hut like that anymore. Or maybe I'm just not paying attention. But no, I think it's a little different now. That was like a thing to do. And like, because back then it was all set up nice. I had the jukebox. You know, as a matter of fact, I've got pictures of this birthday party somewhere that maybe I'll post to the group because for some reason around this time I was dressing like I was in the mafia, dressing in track suits, wearing those necklaces on the outside of my shirt. <laughs> but I remember, Roger, I just remember that birthday because you were you were just hammering me in about wearing that mafia get up. Oh, I, I, I want to hammer you right now. <laughs> like, were you a big fan of Sopranos? Like, what was the deal? I honestly don't know what I was thinking. But I'm wearing all those necklaces around like I was some young Italian kid. <laughs> you know what I need to do? Grease my hair back and wear a necklace. We've already established that the only accent you can do is Italian. <laughs> so this kind of plays into that. Now it makes sense. Let me just say I, what I remember about that birthday party. And if I can find the pictures, maybe I'll put, post a couple on a, our Facebook group. But I remember, besides the mafia attire, was I think I might be wrong about this, but I think you and our cousin Brienne went to go get me a present from Walmart, or maybe it was just her. I can't remember. But any, anyway, I opened the present up in, in, at Pizza Hut, and it is a doll of Splinter from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series. Ah, uh, very cool. A Splinter doll. I remember thinking like how cool that was. <laughs> So I'm walking around dressed as dressed up as my dressed up as the mafia, carrying around a splinter doll with a other with a piece of pizza in my hand. Hey, that's a great memory. <laughs> I mean, really, what else do you want? People looking at me, who is this kid? <laughs> yeah. Looks like he walked right out of Goodfellas. What's going on? <laughs> Chris, I got one more pizza memory, and we're gonna move on. And yes, it's a Pizza Hut memory. It's actually a Pizza Hut Ninja Turtle memory. But do you remember having the original VHS tape for the first Ninja Turtle movie? Oh, yeah. Watched it all the time. Do you remember the commercial that aired at the beginning of that tape? Yes, I, re- I remember it was a Pizza Hut commercial, but I, I can't re- remember the details with it. The reason I'm bringing this up is I would say that every kid that owned that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the movie VHS tape will remember this Pizza Hut commercial. It's the one where all the boys are out playing baseball, and a song is playing the whole time. And there's a kid out at right field, and he's just kind of looking around like he doesn't really know what's going on. He's just like looking around like, "Uh, uh, what? His whole team's yelling at him. And then he looks up, and the ball's coming right towards him. And guess what, Chris? What? He catches the ball, makes the winning play. And they all rush out to grab him and raise him up as a hero. <laughs> and then guess what they do after that, Chris? They all go to Pizza Hut. <laughs> it would have been better if he would have dropped the ball in the commercial. <laughs> and then like, you don't deserve pizza. <laughs> pizza Hut for winners only. <laughs> this is a classic commercial to me. It has a little jingle that plays through the whole commercial. And as soon as I heard it, I was immediately taken back to that time frame. It's still one of my favorites, and sometimes I'll just look it up on YouTube just to listen to it and just get that nostalgic feeling. But I encourage everybody to to go to YouTube and type in Pizza Commercial VHS Ninja Turtles. This will be the first thing that pops up 
Just listen to the first few seconds of that commercial. I promise it'll bring back all those nice nostalgic feelies that we enjoy. It's a great commercial. And guess what, Chris? Goldberg from the Mighty Ducks was also in this commercial. I'm so glad you said that. I was about to actually ask you that because I, if I recall, it looked like Goldberg was the, was the main character in this commercial. Yeah, I think his uh, I think his real name is Sean Weiss. If I'm saying that right. Yeah, Weiss or Weiss, but I think he was it's in Weiss. Mighty Ducks. He's also in the movie Heavyweights, which is, is a summer favorite of ours. That I'm sure we'll talk about at some point. But yeah, I just wanted to point it out. He was in it. It's a classic commercial. It's a classic Pizza Hut commercial. It actually, every time I watch it, it makes me want Pizza Hut. It also makes me want to watch the Ninja Turtle movie. But yeah, if you have a minute to spare, jump on YouTube sometime and look it up. Check it out. I promise if you own that VHS tape, you're going to remember it. Okay, Ryan, now jumping from one food to the other, let's talk about cereal. And we got not one, not two, but three cereals to review. Yeah, this is a pretty food-heavy episode, but, you know, we love food, so yeah. I'm good with it. It's going to be a common theme throughout this whole podcast, yeah. in case you don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Food. But we had a request on the Heavy Set Podcast Facebook group to review these three cereals from a good friend of the show, Thad. And listen, by the way, if you want us to review something, it doesn't have to be food. It could be a movie, TV show, whatever. Post it. Holler at us on the Heavy Set uh, Facebook group. And we'll do our best. Yeah. This one's for you, old Thaddeus Whack. <laughs> okay, so... We, all right, we got three. We got, let's see, the Strawberry Pop-Tart Cereal. Then we're going to move on to the Blueberry Waffle Eggo Cereal. And last but not least, the uh, Chocolate Hershey Kiss Cereal. Now, uh, these are three heavy hitters. And Ryan, tell me what you thought about it. Okay, we're starting with Pop-Tart, right? Yeah, let's go ahead and we start with Pop-Tarts. Okay, starting off, good box, not great. The packaging was decent. I mean, it looks like a box of Pop-Tarts. As far as like the pack- packaging goes, I'd have to say that the cereal on the box really popped. It looks delicious. It looks good. So the presentation is, is pretty good. It's not the best, but it's pretty solid. Uh, cereal looks real appealing. It's got a very sweet flavor. I tell you, Chris, as far as like sitting on the couch and just snacking, I'm talking about without any milk, this one of the three was my favorite. It's a little sweeter than the others. And if you're going to like just chill out, watch a TV show, or maybe just you know, have a little snack or something, or like something that'd be kind of like a dessert, I think this was my favorite one without milk. Yeah, this is by far the best dry cereal. Like you said, I mean, it's like a perfect snack. You know, for to really kind of describe to you what the cereal's like, basically, if you know the cereal Crave, if you're familiar with that brand, this really is the strawberry version of Crave. It's got a little bit of frosting on the outside. Basically, the same shape and the, the same texture consistency as the Crave cereals. And uh, what's really funny is I, I don't like Pop-Tarts. Yeah. But I love this cereal. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, When you add milk to it, my only issue is it gets soggy too fast. And if I'm actually having cereal for a meal, I don't really know if I want something this sweet. It is super sweet. Kind of, to really, it tastes kind of like a strawberry milkshake once you add the milk to it. Yeah. Like I said, I liked it as a snack. I prefer it. A pretty good box. I think my final number review, all tallied together, would be a 7 out of 10. 
Yeah, it was like, that's exactly what I had wrote down. Was a like seven out of ten. Hey, it was it was a solid cereal. So if you see it in stores, stop it, stop and get you some. Now let's get to let's go ahead and talk about the Ego Blueberry Waffle cereal. Okay, for starters, the presentation, the box, not my favorite. I thought it was very bland. Uh, there's nothing about it that jumps out, which in its defense, there's nothing about the regular Ego waffle package that really jumps out. It's basically like a yellow package with orange lettering, if I remember correctly. Maybe a red lettering. Yeah, that, that's what I was about to say. It's the, similar, to the, similar to the box, was just a plain Jane Ego box. Yeah, the actual cereal to me on the box don't look that great. If we weren't actively looking for the cereal... I would give it a glance and just pass it right over. Nothing about the packaging really popped to me. However, the texture on this cereal was actually my favorite. And the taste was good. Uh, It wasn't my favorite cereal to eat dry. Like if I was going to snack on something, I probably wouldn't eat it that way. It's not my preference on this. But when I put the cereal in milk, I thought it was really good. That texture was on point. It didn't get soggy too fast. When you actually eat it, you get a little bit of sweetness, but not too much. And you also get a good, like, blueberry, that artificial blueberry aftertaste. So, you know, I like this. Yeah, I'm with you on the uh, the the texture, how it, how it, like, combined with the milk. And it, it didn't get soggy fast, which is what I like. But to me, I, f- I found the taste to be very bland, which you really see in a lot of cereals nowadays. But to me, it just it tasted too plain and um, really... My final score on this that I had was a 4 out of 10. 4 out of 10 for Ego? You know, I just, I didn't like it as good as you did. I just, it was it was too bland. And maybe it was because the, I had the Pop-Tart before and it was a lot sweeter. Yeah. Well, I, also, I really think that's just our age showing. Because I am 10 years older than you. And I don't prefer just to eat as much sweet tasting food you know, just every day, like I did when I was younger. You know, Chrissy Pooh's got a sweet tooth. Yeah, I do too, but not when I'm going to sit down and have a meal of something, like a bowl of cereal. Well, uh, well, what was your uh, final score on this? I like this cereal. Honestly, out of the three cereals, this is my favorite. Because really? Because most of the time when I eat a cereal, I'm going to have it in milk. I'm going to make a meal out of it. So, it's not my favorite to snack on, but if I'm going to sit down and have a bowl of cereal... Out of the three, this is my preference, and I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. Wow. That's... Not too sweet, not too sweet, just right for me, and I, I really enjoy the texture on this. That's a lot higher than what I would have thought you would have gave it. Yeah, I liked it. Okay, well, we got the last but not least, the Hershey's Kiss cereal. Okay, first off, the box for this is great. I love the packaging for the cereal. It looks exactly like a bag of Hershey Kisses. And that's what you expect when you get this box. You expect it to really have that strong, chocolatey flavor. Chris, this is where the cereal loses me. <laughs> okay, so like you said, it the box really catches your eye because it looks it's a silver box. And like you said, it's, it looks similar to the bag, except it's not covered in tinfoil, all the little chocolate bits. And... You know, whenever you pour this out in your bowl, you're picturing in your mind like it's going to be really plump pieces like like her of Hershey Kiss. But that's not what it is. It's like it's it's itty bitty tiny little replicas of the Hershey's Kiss. And due to me, this is this is my least favorite. It was just the the taste of the chocolate was just 
like a poor man's cocoa puffs or something. Yeah, this is also Miley's favorite. I will say this: best positive comment I can give it is it did have a good cocoa flavor. You can taste the cocoa. It does have that kind of chocolatey aftertaste, but it's just not enough of it. It's too bland. Like the amount of sugar they have to put into it for it to taste like what you expect. I'm sure for a kid's cereal, it's just way too much. And something that I like is to, I like to drink the milk after I ate the cereal. And the best thing about eating uh, chocolate cereal is that it turns your milk chocolatey. And it really didn't do that for the milk, really. It didn't have that chocolatey taste. So I, I just wasn't that big of a fan of it. Yeah, there are better chocolate cereals out there. Crave is better. Uh, chocolate Lucky Charms is better. Of course, you got Count Chocula. It's seasonal, but it's better. I was real disappointed. And after seeing the the box, it really got me geared up for a good chocolatey cereal. I wasn't crazy about this in milk, and I really didn't like it. Just a snack on, dry. I thought it was bland either way you went. I was not crazy about it. Chris, let me ask you, what is your final review on this? Man, for me, I gave this a 2 out of 10. I was more generous than you. My final for this is a 5 out of 10. Dude, that's high. Well, it's just, for me, it's very middle of the road. All those chocolate cereals, to me, are roughly the same. You know, some might be slightly better. But if I want a chocolate cereal that's like this or Cocoa Puffs or something like that, they're all kind of in the same area. They're just not chocolatey enough for me. See, to me, it doesn't even deserve a score that high because if you're going to package it just like the box and like hey this is a hershey's kiss cereal you got to deliver on that and to me they just they fell short you know i love the packaging so much i'm probably lifting that score up a little bit because i do enjoy the box and i'm a package guy i like it when stuff has cool packaging that shouts out to me it's not horrible i mean it's still cocoa but it just does not deliver on what you expect and ryan it is now that time Oh, the time everybody's been waiting on? The end of the show? No, not <laughs> just yet. It is time for another installment of Hypothetical Hootenanny. Ah, sounds good. My favorite. So, uh, you want to go first? Yeah, I can go first. This is actually going to sound familiar to you. I've kind of asked you this before. I just kind of repackaged it. But here we go. Chris, let's say you're walking through the park. <laughs> <laughs> Once again... I don't know where this park is that you're constantly taking walks in, but you're there once again. It's a brand new day for you. This is definitely a fantasy land. (laughs) Well, Chris, walking? (laughs) Anyway, you're walking through the park, and you happen to notice that a company is doing a big cookout. It smells really good, Chris. You're smelling those burgers. You're seeing all the happy people. So you think to myself, maybe I'll go get a burger. They won't notice. You know, I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah, they won't notice a six foot six, extremely <laughs> overweight gentleman sneaking a burger. Sorry, sorry to get you out. Go ahead. So you go up, you get you a burger, and then out of nowhere, this insane, crazy person shows up and starts killing people <laughs> with hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> what he is doing is literally shoving hamburgers down people's throats. And it's killing them. (laughs) This scars you for life, Chris. You're scarred by this hamburger murderer. (laughs) Hamburger murderer? Now, because of this situation, 
you're hospitalized for a couple months. They want to make sure you're okay before you re-enter society because you're scarred by this. Seeing somebody kill someone else with a hamburger shocks you and it takes you a little while to get over it. Then you're released into normal society where they think you're 100% okay. However, they are wrong. <laughs> because as you soon find out that anytime you watch somebody eat a hamburger, it fills you with rage. And you further find out that 0.1% of the time, it drives you to go on a killing spree. <laughs> Using the hamburgers. 0.1% of the time, you will become so filled with rage when you see somebody eat a hamburger that you will actually try to kill that person. I mean, they can fight you off, but you are actively trying to kill them. My question to you, Chris is how do you live your life with this information? How does it affect your day-to-day? <laughs> First off, I love hamburgers, so that would, <laughs> that would absolutely rip my heart out if I was involved in some sort of hamburger murder scene. It's, it, it's any kind of hamburger, like a fast food, on the grill, any kind of hamburger causes this. Man, that's tough. It all fills you with rage, but just 0.1%, just a very small chance... It'll cause you to try to kill somebody. See, when you're talking about death, I mean, <laughs> point point one percent is too much. That's just because I'm. Just, it doesn't even matter if I just kill one person, man. It's a wrap. That's it for old Chris. Oh, he had a he had a hell of a run. Too bad he, he couldn't shake that burger murder. His, you can always throw me like, what would I? What, what do you mean? What would I? How that, that would ruin my life. You got to adapt your life to this, Chris. Adapt. I could tell you what I would do. What? Okay. I would join those vegan people or the PETA people, and I would stand up because, dude, I'd be the perfect freaking leader for those guys. <laughs> a man that will see somebody eating a hamburger and will go on a murdering spree. <laughs> I'd be the president of the vegan club. Whatever they're called. So you become a vegan? You can but, eat tacos. You can eat meat. You can eat a bologna sandwich. I'm not saying I would, behind closed doors, I would be eating meat like a son of a gun. Okay. But not in front of the vegan folks. I don't want to be their leader. Okay, I got and, then, and then I would paint it as, it's, let's just say I did, you know, accidentally murder somebody because I, I was enraged by the whole hamburger thing. I would be beloved by those people the vegan people or the pita pair, pita people, whatever, because that would be like an act of love. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure if I go that far, but basically you're telling me you become a vegan in public. And I mean, and it, you would just try to stay away from a hamburger. The funniest thing is that I said it would be an act of love. What is that? I don't even know what that means. I don't really know what this has to do with you not seeing someone else eat a hamburger. If you just see someone eating it, you could become enraged. But I'm saying, all, all, all I'm saying was I'm trying to do the best positive, positive spin that I could. I got you. Because it's not going to look good either way, but if I have some sort of a following, it could be like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll at least have supporters. What's funny is, and I made a, a, comment, a comment to you about this earlier. As I have a book where I write hypotheticals in, but then I go back and I'll read through what I've written down and just like see what I've written down to remind myself of it and just start cracking myself up 
what I wrote down to remind myself of this hypothetical, all I wrote down in my book was hamburger murders. <laughs> that's all i wrote down to remember what i was talking about i've actually brought this up to you before only i pitched it to you as a movie i remember i, I pitched a movie to you and asked you if you would star in it and the name of that movie when i pitched it to you was ham murders <laughs> ryan dude you have pitched me so much nonsense over the past 27 <laughs> years that I, I can't remember half of the crap you tell me yeah i know so Guys, every once in a while, I'll say something to Chris. I'll say, what if? Or I was like, would you star in this movie if? And before I even get it out of my mouth, he's like, I don't want to hear it. I can't <laughs> handle it right now. I'm sick of your nonsense. Well, well, Ryan waits till I get in a stressful situation. It, well, of course, it's easy for me to get stressed out about something. And then Ryan starts throwing these dumbest freaking hypotheticals. <laughs> or, Chris, would you star in a movie about hamburger murders? Or, you know <laughs> I was like, dude, not right now. That's a great. Maybe we'll do some movie pitches on the show sometime. I think people would enjoy that. They get a better understanding of what you're having to deal with your whole life. <laughs> but anyway, Chris, I, I feel you. I understand what you're saying. You would try to deal with it the best you can, and you become a vegan, though not really. So I'm going to go ahead and throw it to you, and you can ask me my hypothetical. Man, it's after that. I don't know. I almost don't even know if I should even say mine. <laughs> Ham Murders, the movie, starring Chris Hawthorne as a vegan. <laughs> he becomes enraged. Well, mine may be a little less exciting than Hamburger Murders. <laughs> okay, Ryan, you know, you're a big fan of the movie Gremlins. I am. Great movie. You're like, you know what, Chris? Um, I think I'm going to order me the Gizmo doll off of Amazon. Uh, I'm kind of wanting to build up my, my collection of Gremlins memorabilia. I'm like, yeah, man, that sounds like a good idea. Go for it. So you go ahead and get on Amazon. You look up. They got the little Gremlins Mogwai doll of Gizmo. You go ahead and you place the order. Okay. And the next day it shows up. And you weren't expecting this for at least another week. You're like, huh, I didn't order next day delivery. And you can hear the box rattling. And you're like, what the heck is this? So you pick it up, you open it up, and it's a actual live Mogwai in there. Is it actually Gizmo? Maybe. I mean, you get to name it, it's yours. Okay, I got you. So I'm sure you'd probably end up naming it Gizmo. Oh, no, he's Pappy Jack. Pappy <laughs> Jack. I always wanted a Mogwai named Pappy Jack. <laughs> Pappy Jack. Hey, everybody, I got a Mogwai. I was hey, Gizmo, no, it is Pappy Jack. Like, yeah. what? Pappy Jack the Mogwai. Don't get Pappy Jack wet. <laughs> anyway, you're like, and you see, you see old Pappy Jack in there, and it's so cute and cuddly like Gizmo was in the movie. Yeah. You're like, oh, my gosh, like Amazon, like, what happened? And you're like, you, you accidentally got, like, the China version, because in China, for whatever reason, they ship out real gremlins to people. And, uh, I love I love how this is the aspect you glaze over. China is sending people real gremlins. Anyway. Last time, they got the flu. They're shipping out gremlins. Who knows what's going on over there? I got you. And you're like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, Ryan, this is a huge responsibility. I'm like, you know you can't get them wet. Don't get them close to water. They hate it. Don't you ever let, it, don't you ever let them get out in sunlight. It'll kill them. And damn sure don't feed these critters after midnight. What if Pappy Jack is hungry? Don't do it. I got you. So anyway, time passes. We're hanging out. We're getting an old Pap Jack. And time loses us. 
We open up the fridge. There's some <laughs> delectable fried chicken in the fridge. As you can see, this is just like the movie. Yeah, it seems familiar. And of course, I pick up and I drop a piece in old Pap Jack's box. And he eats that damn chicken. Now we got us a gremlin situation on our hands. And you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I knock over a glass of water. They start multiplying. We got us a full-blown gremlin situation on our hands. So what I'm asking you... And this is my fault, by the way. You ordered the box, but I'm the one who fed him after midnight. I'm the one who got him wet. And the whole town by this point, just like the movie, is being overrun by gremlins. <laughs> and we've got us a situation on our hands. So my thing is, how would you handle that? Well, since everything... First off, I'd be like, man, this really feels a lot like the movie. <laughs> it's hoping It happened exactly like the film. So, in that tradition... I would continue to follow the movie and I would get a movie projector and I would show Snow White and the Seven Doors <laughs> in a building downtown. Pro- any storefront I could find that I could do this in. And I would lure, I would get speakers and blast the Whistle While You Work song all over town. And draw all those little sons of guns into that building. Except for old Pappy Jack, who would be safe in my backpack that I'm carrying around on my back. <laughs> Just like the movie. <laughs> I lure them all in. I would seal off the doors. And we would blow the building up. And destroy all of them. The thing is, I don't even know if we would make it to that point. Because we live in the south. Everybody in this town is probably decently well armed, so the problem may be eliminated before we even have a chance to do this. See, that's why this is what I wanted you to think of. Like, we got a bunch of rednecks out here who would be killing these things. Plus, coyotes may catch a few of them. You know, who knows? <laughs> coyotes. Yeah, those coyotes, they love gremlin meat. But this is what I was kind of, kind of want to also throw at you. So let's say, okay, then you eliminate the problem. I feel like a lot of them would be killed before we could even get going however if they were just too much for the town i'll be like everybody this is happening just like the movie and i'll be like raise a hand who's seen the film and we'd have all our a little moment there about <laughs> yeah yeah it's great and then we would all lure them into a building and blow them up that's that's what i think we would do okay so something else i want to throw at you with this okay you eliminate the problem you're a hero you take old Pap Jack, you go back to your house, <laughs> you open, you walk in your bedroom, you lay in bed, and you're like, ah, I just finally relax, and, and all of a sudden you feel something sleep, sleep, sleeping next to you, put your arm around it, and then, then you realize it is the female gremlin from the Gremlins 2 movie, and she's laying in your bed in a wedding dress, like trying to give you a kiss. I'd probably jump out of my skin. I'd be so freaked out and scared. But I'd probably take her. And by this point, with all this going on, it's got to be daylight outside. I mean, there's only so many hours in a night. And we, we've been out at it for a while. So I'd take her. I'd carry her. She's just a little thing. I'd carry her through the front door and toss her out in the sunlight. And that'd be the end of her. No more female gremlin in a wedding dress. <laughs> If you thought I was going to say I'd marry her, you were very yeah, no, wrong. In, in the back of my mind, I was like, please marry this gremlin. Please <laughs> yeah. marry the gremlin. I'm sorry, Chris. I just can't. I can't flip with that. 
uh, you know, I'll tell you, you know, of course, it's just gonna be, it's just gonna be like the movie. Of course, the scenario I laid out was exactly the plot of Gremlins One. Yeah, just I so you, I can't wait so till next you know. week when I'm a Ghostbuster. The sad thing is, I wrote out a couple hypotheticals. I trashed them for the Gremlins movie plot. Maybe yeah. not the best idea, but uh, that's pretty good. Hey, I love Gremlins. It's always good to walk down memory lane. I would just love to see you be a hero. In like a Gremlins film, I guess what I'm really saying is, I wish I could. That's we, the movie you're pitching me. Yeah, that, that's the movie I'm pitching Ryan. you. Basically, just a remake of Gremlins, except you're Billy. You just want to see a fat guy be a hero. Yeah, that's really it. Hey, stay calm, everybody. <laughs> Listen to the obese man. Don't worry, the fat guy's gonna take care of this. <laughs> the Our problem is eating after midnight. I know something about eating after midnight. <laughs> Don't worry. All right, Chris. Good hypothetical. I feel like that's a decent place to to, to call it a show. What do you think? That sounds good to me. Want to remind everybody: go try out Milano's Pizza in Idabel, Oklahoma. As for the heavy set podcast discount you'll get an automatic 10 percent off there'll be more about it on our facebook page this week i'm sure we thank you guys for listening hope you had a good time say it. <laughs>